Onto the Rose Hill preview we go. Andrew Hurley, good morning to you, mate. Uh, you're about to join us uh, with all of the markets uh, very, very soon. And I'm just looking at the activity here, tab.com.au, um, big 10 race program. And, uh, of course, all these scratchings have been finalised now. So these uh, fields have changed a little bit. Uh, we're, we're looking at uh, $1.65 Storm Boy now in the first because Trafalgar Square has come out. Um so he's pretty short now in just the field of five there in the open. If you're just catching up with that news, Trafalgar Square is a late scratching, Andrew Hurley. So we've got a short price favourite to start the day. How's the activity been on this meeting? Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, mate. Yeah, we've got the short price favourite in the first, but away from that, sort of got nothing shorter than around about the $3 mark throughout the program. I think uh, punters have pretty much uh, have been playing on a... A soft six, so in that range for uh, for the car, not expecting any upgrades, downgrades, etc. So it's been pretty settled, but um, yeah, some intriguing races a bit later in the car, particularly. We don't have Ron Duffersey uh, this week, so I mean, we called everyone in the business, uh, searched <laughs> high and low for a replacement. What'd you end up with? Well, there was one bloke left, and he's on the line. Richard Callender, good morning to you. <laughs> I thought I was below the last plate that was left. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, Tongue-in-cheek, mate. You're a good judge and uh, good to have you on. Uh, Brody Nixon will also join us this morning uh, in a sec. But how are you today, Richie? Mate, I'm all right. Um, it was a nice day yesterday. We had a, a good meeting. I know the, the kids had plenty of fun out there, so it was uh, a good day had by all out there. And it was interesting to hear Charlie's thoughts about that horse um, Brazilian Hong Kong horse now in Australia, so interesting there. Yeah, what about the go for it, Rich? Twenties uh, into fours or something, wasn't it? Yeah, apparently um, yeah. it was. It was well supported. I think it was just. I think the punters looking that there was, you know, there was probably uh, not a great depth to the race, and they probably just thought, you know, what if this horse goes okay, it, <laughs> it might be. It might be a great chance. Uh, the trial was good, but in the trial it was able to lead. You knew it couldn't lead yesterday with so much speed. But uh, yeah, he's a he's a great rider, Nash. Is he what? Uh, now, I'm just getting a word here um, from studio. Uh, oh, they've spiked. Uh, the ratings have just spiked uh, in TV land with the, the great man, uh, Calendar, appearing. Uh, gee, that's a good photo that we're showing of you this morning, Rich. Um, outstanding I was just going to ask you, what photo have they got? Is it a 1935 <laughs> no, photo? Or? No, you're looking uh, pretty dapper in a nice pink tie there, mate. Uh, big smile. Uh, gee, the Barry Beef are looking a treat too. <laughs> <laughs> Brody Nixon joins us as well. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Luke. Good morning, everyone. I can tell you what, Richie, that photo, you've been going to Chris Waller's dentist. It looks absolutely pristine. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, you're not looking... It's, it's, it's something... I use a lot of things that some of the young blokes don't use nowadays. It's called toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get your mouth washed out with soap every now and then too, I hear. <laughs> oh, the swear words, naughty words. You get the. That's what the mother used to do to me. Uh, Mum used to wash my mouth out with soap if I misspoke or tipped a few losers, I should be uh, getting the mouth washed out more often uh, for all the losers I tip on this show. But boys, all jokes aside, uh, good card and a deep card today, Brody, isn't it? I mean, as Hurl's made the point, yes, we've got a short price favourite in the first, but other than that, um, you've got to work pretty hard in sifting through these races. Yeah, just going back to the washing the mouth out with soap, my old man was an Air Force officer. I um, I copped a very, very strong Amount of soap in the mouth going, growing up as a kid, Luke, don't worry about it. It might have been a Queensland thing. But, um, yeah, this is a fascinating card of racing. As Hurl's mentioned, soft six. It's, we knew a fair way out. This is what the sort of track we'll be playing with. And Rose Hill the last few months has been up and in. But I think with the sting out, the track, it should play nice and even. And it looks a really open betting day. If people like a horse coming into the summer period, you certainly can't talk them out of it. Absolutely. Well, uh, without any further ado, gentlemen, we rip in. Race number one, 1,100 metres. Uh, we know about the late scratching of Trafalgar Square, uh, elevated temperature this morning. One is also out and hurls Storm Boys now $1.65, I believe. Yeah, it is. Uh, we went up 160 this morning. We've peaked at 190. It's now back to 165. Traffic Wardens, 420 to 480, back to 420. War Council, 11, $41 been uh, Venero and then Canara is at four sixty. It's in from five dollars, but I'm just looking at the hold on the race this morning, and we're holding more money on Canara than the favourite uh, Storm Boys, which is interesting. Four sixty for Canara and dollar sixty five Storm Boy. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, Brody, are you uh, near a TV to do the maps, or would you like me to do them uh, if we put them up for our 
viewers at home. I'm I've, happy to do them. I've got absolutely no shortage of TVs around me, Luke, so I'm more than happy to <laughs> oh, do that. beautiful. Way you go, son. Way you go. <laughs> so Storm Boy is your clear leader on the map. Uh, Venero's drawn gate two. It's going to likely sit outside it. Canara, it was only fairly away on debut. I'm expecting that horse to settle just in behind the speed and might even posse up last on the fence. War Council might just roll forward. It was another one that was only average away on debut, settled last in the Golden Gift. The really X-factor horse in regards to the map's traffic warden. Does Jack Lloyd try push forward and sit outside Stormboy and ride it like the best horse in the race, which it might be? Or does he try to take a sit and try to get over the top late? Richard Callender, race one. What are your thoughts? Look, I think it's hard to tip Stormboy. Uh, it looks just, uh, I think, too quick for them. Uh, I do I do think what um, Brady just said. I wouldn't be surprised if traffic warden tries to be closer. Look, Venero's probably going to get the sit. I think Canara improved, but... I'm not being a genius in the first if you expect anything. I've gone two, three, six, and five. I think uh, Gay and Adrian are having a, a terrific run with their horses. The two-year-olds, this should just jump bunny. I know 1,100-round Rose Hill. It's a little bit different, I suppose, when you get this thing out of the track. But you know he'll handle the ground. Um, Tanaro, I know Kieran's got a good rap on it. I know the Wallace stable's got a nice rap on it. She was all over the shop. Looked like she'd been on the drink with Brody uh, day two, yet she found the line. Interesting that day, though, that Venero started shorter in the SP, uh, shorter in the price. Then Canara on that day, he was disappointing. And, of course, the traffic ward, if, if he's ready to go, this fella, he's by street boss, a lot of them like the ground. And if he could just roll forward and sit outside it, that's the only danger I see to the favourite. I think the favourite leads, controls, kicks. What's, what did Darren Flindell say last week? Lead. Uh, lead, what is it? Jump, lead, win. JLW. Jump, lead, win. Two, three, six, five. Will that catch on, Brody? Jump, lead, win. JLW. I've already heard it a couple of times this week. The great man's never wrong. No. And I think he's got another one under his belt there as well. <laughs> what do you like here? Yeah, I've got the three on top as a special. The Godolphin Galloper Traffic Warden. My numbers following the scratching, three, six, two, and four. I think Traffic Warden, this is a fantastic way to kick off the day. $4.20, good price as well. As we mentioned with the map, this horse I'm expecting to roll forward now. When I first looked at the map this morning, you had above 40, and I thought Trafalgar Square was the one that was going to roll forward and put pressure on Storm Boy. But now there's little speed. I think there's a chance for Zach Lloyd either roll forward or take a sit behind the speed. And I think the scratchings help this horse more than anything. His troll, if you haven't seen it, the latest one in particular at Warwick Farm, he cruised behind the speed, presented to the outside, and cruised through the line like a really, really nice horse. As Richie mentioned, he's a son of street boss. He looks like he's going to be strong. Now, they didn't run overly quick time, but it was the class and the way he went about it that stamped this horse for me. His first trial behind Spartus never saw clear room and trucked through the line. I think Kanara is the key danger. This horse, as Richie mentioned, was a drunken sailor on debut. Green as the grass she was running on. Now, she was over racing in behind the speed, wanted to get out. Spirewire was impressive, but I think Kanara is going to be this sort. I think she's Magic Million, so I wouldn't be surprised if she's this sort of exhilarates type where she just gets better and better every run. And when the penny does drop, she's going to be a very nice filly. Storm Boy, I was really keen to take on, especially with Trafalgar Square in the race. I do worry if it's going to lead, kick, and win with a little bit of pressure in the race, but I think it's way too short, $1.65. It was accepted a run a couple of weeks ago. Hasn't had a trial since. There might be an issue there, and I was also keen to take it on debut when it was going to run into Spywire. War Council, best of the rest, but Traffic Warden with an asterisk there, I think is a great way to kick off the card. For JLW, he's gone two, three, six, four. That's Darren Flindell's numbers, race one. Race two, Rose Hill Gardens. We have a look at uh, this market with Andrew Hurley. The midway, we go to 2,000 this week, Hill. Yeah, we've got five scratchings here. Toes on the nose, a 17 by 12, 7 by 7, New Republic, Un-American, 3 by 3, 9 by 10, Brinner and Single Crown, one cent the win. We've got Celestial Fury now at $4.80 after opening up as much as $8 earlier in the week, even allowing for those scratchings. It has been well supported. Uh, $11 to $10 extravagance. We've got Apache Bell, 16 19 The Guru, five fifty California Grass and Solid, uh, 21 for Grenoble, Phillipsburg, eight fifty four dollars $4. And now favourite, let me rein him from four eighty. The Carpet Bagger, 10 and eight fifty to nine fifty for Acidur. All right, in terms of the hole, the most popular runner here, 
uh, dollar-wise is Celestial Fury uh, in front of the favourites. Obviously, Let Me Rain. It was some support also for Phillipsburg for uh, Andrew Martin going around again today. Phillipsburg. He's had more starts, and we've had hot dinners, hasn't he, Hurls Phillipsburg? But in regards to the speed map, we'll bring it up on screen for you. Let Me Rain likely rolls forward now. Celestial Fury, he led and walked last start when winning at Hawkesbury for a good group of connections, including our own Lewis Willoughby. Interesting to see how fast they do go up front because the carpet bagger and Phillipsburg can land up positive towards the inside. Away from that, there's not overly much speed, so you suspect a fairly genuine tempo. How many hot dinners have you had, Rich? Well, after yesterday, we had one. But um... <laughs> <laughs> You would have had uh, China Doll or something yesterday, surely. Something. No, nah, it was a very quiet family. Now, nah, look, I think this is one of the better bets of the day. I just think, being the midway, and I know that you look at the speed and you think there's only moderate speed. I, look, if she'd drawn a gate, I think she'd be nearly the best bet of the day, but I think she's close to it. Eight California grass. I've gone eight, three, thirteen, and 14. I've always had a rap on this mare. John Thompson never rushes them. She's only won two from eight. She's The only worry is if she getting the 2,000 metres too quickly, third run up. But with the sting out of the track, which I think she just absolutely relishes, her last run at Newcastle was outstanding. She got so close um, to Lady Super Spy. Um, she's had two, both wins have come on the sting out of the track. She's close related to some of the, you know, the good staying horses that the, the Tate family's had in the, the red with the white cap. You go back through a form like she was beating a length behind Oz Legend. I remember that day at Warren when I was there, and she won by about 1,000 yards. I know she didn't beat much, but she beat them pointlessly. And when she finally you know, broke her maiden, which is at Newcastle, the margins were big. I think this mare's capable of you know, perhaps next autumn or next uh, winter carnival being figuring in some handy staying races, and this is a midway. I think she'll just blow them away. Number eight, if she can get into the race with Zach Lloyd on board, the danger, Celestial Fury, as Brody said, absolute picnic there at Hawkesbury. I thought they were going to throw the rug out. Um, they absolutely crawled, but it does get all the chances up on top of the speed again. I'm hoping there's a, a little bit more genuine tempo. A 13, the carpet bagger. It's run at Canterbury the other night with super soft draws, the big plus for it, and I don't think it might, it'll handle the little sting out of the track. And number four, Ace Suburb from the Kerry Parker stable. Each one was good the other day at Kemmler Grange, and I reckon the wide barrier suits it because when you just leave it alone early, I think it's when he races best. But pretty keen on the eight California grass. Um, I've bet accordingly. Eight, three, 13, 14. 14, 3, 8 and 12 for me. This thing was an absolute moral during the week at Wyong if it had have gone around Ace Bar. Now, this horse has only won once in 20 starts. Eight minor placings. He's so consistent. A son of time test. I think 2,000 metres will suit. His one run over the 2,000 came from the rear of the field at Kembla Grange. Yes, it was a benchmark 64, but... He's gone about his business extremely well. Subsequently to that, ran over the 1,800 metres here at Rose Hill, defeated a length and a half behind Grabini under Reese Jones that day, once again from the back of the field. He looks to peak here fourth up. He looked to be the winner last start there at Kembla Grange, but as he always does, he just had a slight look there next to Wixky Wisdom when the post rolled up. I think he's an each-way bet to nothing, one by three especially. He's getting out late with the tab, so I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps on wind out because he's not the sort of horse punters will find. But I think today he's the sort of horse you can have a little bet on. It's not an overly strong midway, and 2,000 metres I think does suit. Celestial Fury in for second, the main danger, mainly because of the map. And California Grass in for third. I do agree with Richie. This is the horse I'm really scared of. Zach Lloyd, third up into the campaign. It's the one horse that you can see contesting better races. And the 12, Let Me Rain, now backed in a favourite in for fourth. 14, 3, 8 and 12. And Ace Bar, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. However, can he get that nose down in front? Love it, boys. Darren Flindell race two. He's got a, a special, or it could be his value uh, best for the card. I think it's uh, more than like his value best. Uh, 13, the carpet bagger on top and uh, gets the asterisk for uh, Darren. 13, 3, 12, 14. As we move to the third at Rose Hill, Andrew Hurley's got the market for the Vale Ray Markey handicap and wonderful that he's honoured uh, with this race over the 1800 metres. Yeah, indeed. Now, Tavi Time comes out 25 by 16, Irish Kisses 7 by 8, and one set to win Galaxy Bell. Before I go through this market, Tavi Time yesterday, that was dead set arrogant. 
I heard, um, I think it was Jason Widham, yeah, it was. He said after the race, I wonder if we're standing around in 12 months' time or whatever on a, on a racetrack saying, remember when Tabby Time won the Mudgee Cup. What's the plans there? Does anyone know? Not sure. Walks in the big well, dance. I know in 12 months' time where it'll be. <laughs> three for three million dollar race. But look, it's still yeah. a learner. Jace, like all of us, we can get a little bit carried away. Um, I don't know if I would have run in the placing, but I certainly would have been on the heels. It wasn't the, the greatest Mudgy Cup, but uh, yeah, it's going places and it stepped up and just destroyed them. But uh, yeah, good win. Mm. And I think we'll see it, uh, a competitive uh, in the big dance in 12 months. Thanks, Scoop. Good all right, man behind the money up the top here. $7 bet up at 11 on Wednesday. 460 unanimous. Olympic Gaze 15. 13 Colour Sergeant. Majorati 21. Oakfield Waratah $8. Favourite Toes on the Nose at $3. State of America at 550 And Socrates 23. Pretty straightforward here in terms of popularity. Toes on the nose. Uh, State of America, we did go up $11 for it, so it's been well supported as well, and they've chipped away at man behind the money. In regards to the speed map, wise, Doze on the nose, the favourite from gate number one, should land very close to speed and secure a beautiful run just on the fence. Socrates should push across from the wide gate. It likes to roll along. Another one for Andrew Martin as well. He's got a good group in, as he always does. State of America should roll forward. Does a box seat like it did a couple of runs ago when winning at Ranwick. Oakfield, Waratah and Major Artie look the other horses that do roll forward. Toes on the nose and unanimous just get a good run behind the speed and the others find their spots out the back. I found it a tricky race, um, Brody. Uh, I've, I've gone two eight one six without much confidence. I think Unanimous just gets the right run. He's going. He's racing in good form. I thought his win was solid the other day. Um, I, Lyrical Gangster finished back behind, and Lyrical Gangster will go round. Um, the uh, back to eighteen hundred metres, I think, suits fit, going well. It's just going to get the ideal run. Toes on the nose. I know what you say, Barrier One. I just don't want to see him ridden too close. I reckon he's more electric and more explosive if he's just that you know, that pair back. I, I, if you go back, I know that he did run third in town when he was ridden right on top of the speed. That was behind I know a star who was low flying at the stage, but I just reckon he gets up in trip. He's got that turn of foot. That said, Nash will up. You know, you can never... It's just strange with Nash. You think one day he's going to be uh, in front leaders back. He's back ninth. The next start you'll think he's five. He'll be sixth or seventh and he's in front. He just jumps and he rates the horses so well. So eight toes on the nose from the inside draw. It's hard to knock. The top one's going to get the uh, money from money man behind the money. Just an awkward gate. I'd imagine it's got to go back from there first up. And if they overdo it, look out. And then number six um, being, of course, Oakville Waratah is going to be on top of the speed from a soft draw. It's been battling around. It was behind Tabby time last time out. No confidence race three. There's nine other races I'm confident with. Two, eight, one, six. 8261 for me. If you do like one in single figures, I couldn't talk you out of it. And if you were keen, it might be the day you can bet up because, as Richie mentioned, there's nothing there at double figures that scares me. And I think Toes and Nose is going very well. Got a beautiful ride last start by Nash Willer. Has to tackle Unanimous, which is much tougher than what he faced at Newcastle. But you look back to last campaign, defeated Redina. Yes, who was an absolute moral beat that day at Gosford, but he sat on speed and he was really tough. Then the day at Ranwick over the 2,000 metres. Now, he had to do a lot of work three wide in the early stages that day, eventually rolling on to sit on speed. Naval College was airborne that preparation. He was only defeated three lengths from gate number 14. I think he's going better this prep. He was called wide once again at Rose Hill a couple of runs ago, and he finds the right start or the right race to tackle the 1,800 metres and be right in the finish. $3. He's just getting out this morning, so interesting to see whether the tab do wind him out on the day. Unanimous, the cleared danger in for second, and he was good winning last week. In for third, I do have Oakville Waratah, the tab number six. I think he can run a bold race from gate number three. Comes through that tabby time four lines, albeit heavily defeated. It did run second behind Sweet Mercy a couple of runs ago and should get a beautiful run in transit. Man behind the money's trialled well, but I think it'll be a kicking off point for further. Eight, two, six, one. Darren Flindell's numbers race three, two, eight, one, and six. As we move now to race number four at Rose Hill today, and it's the Tab Highway, 1100 metres, Hurls. 
Yeah, and this week it's a class two. Just go with these scratchings and deductions. Uh, Gumeri, zero, two cents the win. Sir Ming, titration, one by three. One by two for discreetness. Pretty Vegas, zero. One cent the place, Super Sunny Sia. And Stormy's End, uh, zero. For 4.20 the field now, and Tanglewood heads that line. $5 into 4.20 this morning. Gallant Star, 5.50 to $5. Orient Secret at 11, as is all about Roy. Uh, Rieteros is a $10 chance. Six fifty. the Lionsgate. 81, East Harlem. Wilbury, 13, 17, Rockin' Edition. Ida's Rule, 15. $15 for... Uh, 51 a bed, good pardon for Ida's rules, because we've got 15 for Life's a Party. You're on mute, 21. 18, King Rupert. 51, Talons. And Ulysses Blue, 51. Very quiet betting race. Uh, Tanglewood supported, but away from that, the market has not changed much even since Wednesday. And the favourite looks one of the key speed factors in regards to this 1,100-metre dash. First up, following a couple of strong trials. Plenty of speed across the park, though, alongside him. You've got Rockin' Edition drawn the inside. Gallant Star will land handy. All about Roy splits it and Tanglewood in gates 4, 5 and 6. Life's a party drawn gate 10 will likely roll forward. And Riataros, do they roll right forward from the wide gate there? Other horses like King Rupert and the Lionsgate can land nice and handy, so it might be a typically fast-run highway. Yeah, I think, Brody, what you said is right. I, I think the first 100, you'd love to have a bet after the first 100. Um, I honestly don't think Tanger would have been in the first couple. I, I'm expecting that to, to just take the sit and just settle in behind them. I think there's just so much speed here. And I think if he gets the nice run with the, the bull on board, Aaron Bullock, I, I think he might sit fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere around about there. And if he does, uh, I think he, if he settles, he might just be too classy for them. I've always had a rap on his only likely race, Todd Howlett. Look, if he pings the lids and he, he goes bang, obviously he'll try and lead. But I've got one Tanglewood on top. 16 lives to party, I think, is the big odds in the race. It's win at Wellington was outstanding. Jake Pracy Holmes drove the ears off it. Mean girls come off their backs, we're going to beat them. And this and Dion, the horse from Brett Robbs, and this horse just uh, destroyed them, this mare. If she can get across, she's got brilliant speed. And I think she's come back a lot stronger this time in. There's a lot of chances. Um, for third, I, I put the um, I think I put the seven, the Lions Gate, who's another one just going to get the soft run, backing off the speed. The run at Doomland the other day was good behind John Rambo. It's got speed, the Lions Gate, but I think it was forcing the lead that day up in Queensland over the 1,200. Back to the 1,100 and with Nashville on board, I think sits. And then number two, um, Dave Ringland and his good mate Kerry O'Keefe, the, the, the legend cricket commentator, is on uh, ownership. This horse, nice horse, and he's by Zoo Star. You'd imagine the sting out of the track. He's going to be right up his alley. Open race, but I think Tanglewood, if it gets the luck, it wins. One sixteen seven two. One three seven two for me. Richie, you were talking about earlier about finishing on the heels of a couple of other runners. I remember a certain Chantel Buckley comment about Todd Howlett training training skills a couple of months ago on STC. But um, Tanglewood on top for me as well. One three seven two. $4.20. I think it's almost a justifiable price. This horse, his run a couple of preparations ago behind Parazel. Yes, he was an end of prep run, but those form lines are sensational. Subsequently won two races and he carried big weights that day and Todd Howlett wasn't worried to give him the 61.5 kilograms in a midweek race behind Salenza with a couple of good form lines coming through that as well. Two trials were good, as Richie highlighted. He's going to be right behind the speed. I think they will take a sit and I think he's going to be hard to beat. In for second, I have the three Orient Secret. The gate is the worry. Adam Hire on us aboard. The win first up was terrific. The trials before that behind the very fast Emperor was sensational. This is just a big step up in grade for it, as it is for the Lions Gate. Racing well, and Matty Dunn, Nashville on a highway. I wonder what the POT is for that. That'd be absolutely through the roof. And the two gallant start in for fourth, as Richie mentioned, for Skull O'Keefe is a really, really nice horse. I think he might want a little bit further than the 1,200, but he has certainly has to be on side from the good gate and Sammy Clippin and aboard. One three seven two. Two one three seven for Darren Flindell in race number four as we go to race five for the Mares. Fourteen hundred metres, a benchmark seventy eight. Yeah, and we've got uh, up the top here 
uh, Lekvade at $4 in from $5 this morning. Uh, Shadows of Love, 320 into $280. Hide Your Heart, 17 to 12 10 to seven fifty this morning, Spirit Queen. Cross the Unicorn, uh, Rubicon rather, 18 six fifty Molly Nars. Look Only, 11 and $10 Chase My Crown. Now, deductions there, Afterlight, 17 by 14 significant. Whiskey Wisdom, a two cents to win. And Serene Nick, a five by six. Well, most of the attention here is with Shadows of Love and Lekvade. Shadows of Love has been dead set low flying. In regards to the speed, Matt, we'll bring that up on screen for you now. Shadows of Love, tricky gate this afternoon from the wide. Whether or not they roll forward gets Tim Clark aboard, and you know he's going to make the right decision in regards to the horse. Look only looks the clear leader. Does Chase My Crown and Spirit Queen roll forward? And Lek Varte has had its barrier issues in the past. She jumped well at Newcastle when scoring a plunge to win. How close does she land under the big weight is the one question mark. Yeah, the way I've done the speed, I think Look Only goes forward. And I think Spirit Queen's the other one that'll go forward that they've got um, back. Uh, she's jumped. She's had the two runs since joining Mara and Eustace at 1,100. She now goes to 14 from a good draw. I'd imagine she'll be in the first three or four. But I think no matter what happens, I think Shadows of Love rolls forward and finds a spot. I don't think there'll be much trouble finding a spot for Tim Clark. I think $2.80 currently on tabs good odds. She's low-flying. We know that she handles a sting out of the track. The former round is good, you know, coming to what a, a Phillies and Mares 78 on a Saturday. The form's terrific. You know, the Cloudland form, uh, she beat them at Rose Hill and the win at Kembla was outstanding. And even that, you know, that winning narrow win at Rose Hill and having no luck, I think she rolls forward again. Kim Wall's got her absolutely flying. I think she'll win um, and get the cash and get it comfortably. One's the danger, like Varte. Um, good win at Newcastle first up. Just got to bounce off that. Don't want any showers you in the afternoon for this girl. I know that she gets through it. Just don't want her on a heavy track. I think just in as a soft goes, she goes good like Varte. Worried if it got any wetter than that. Number four, Spirit Queens, I think it's a big improver in the race. I know it was still beating a good margin last time out. It was 1,100. I reckon she's just crying out for that little bit more. She's had the two runs since joining the stable. She's just a little bit flat stacking up. And then number seven, Molly Nails. You could say she was a bit disappointing in that midweek Rose Hill meeting behind Miss Hades, but she gets a soft barrier here, and I think she'll be able to hold a spot more than the other day when she got back and it was dominated by Miss Hades outside the leader. Two, one, four, seven. Yeah, Richie made a good point around Molly Nails. I was quite keen on her last start at Rose Hill, and I thought she was going to be the winner at the 300. She just quite faded on a run late there, so back to 14 does suit for her. I've got her in for fourth on top, Legvate, the top weight. She landed, as mentioned before, a plunge first up when defeating Zoe's Promise, who has group form lines as a three-off filly there in Victoria. She was trolled fantastically leading into this campaign, hence the first-up support. If you look back to last preparation and the form line she was running against, fourth behind Redina, eighth behind Robusto, only beaten three lengths that day, Healing Oasis, More Profits and Ita. She brings all the right form lines. I think she's back better than ever. The weight is the one query, but she does go up two and a half kilograms following that first up run. And if she can land close to the speed, I think she's going to be very hard to beat. Shadows of Love, as Richie highlighted, this mare is absolutely airborne for the informed Kim War stable. They've been going very well the last few weeks. And Timmy Clark will likely roll forward. I think it settles outside the lead and certainly does deserve to hold favoritism. In for third, Chase My Crown. I think this horse is scratched from the feature later on this afternoon. It's drawn well for Dylan Gibbons, who's had the eight rides for two wins, three minor placings, which is interesting because he's only had a few sits on the horse and he's already recorded half of her career victories. Defeat a length and a half behind Legvade. So if I'm keen on the top weight, I have to have Chase My Crown in the numbers. And in for fourth, Molly Nails. The X-Factor horse, Spirit Queen. I gave her a push last start, but she was bitterly disappointing. And wouldn't be surprised if she does bounce back, but she doesn't quite figure in the numbers. One, two, ten, seven, Luke. Love it, Brody. Two, ten, seven, and one for Darren Flindell with his numbers. Race number five at Rose Hill. We kick on to race six on the program. It's the Tab Country Classic over 2,000 metres. Yeah, Rubon Bleu comes out. I think it went around yesterday at zero. A two cents the win. Zero the place for Montebot. One by two roller coaster. Devotion, Captain Underpants, and Muckabout all zero. At the top, we have got Akasawa, 360, now 380. 21 to 26, our Bambino. Invincible Dash, $41. 360 to 380 for Eaglemont. 
and makes a joint favourite, but we went up $5.50. Marzavit, $34. 23 Knife's Edge. Sound of Vision, $26. $10 rematch. It's out from $7.50 on Wednesday. 15 for Spitfire. The Hungarian, 21. Zagalo, 17 into 16. 81 Strobing. Amaranth, 23. $10 Simply Extravagant. Sky Diamonds, 41. 100 to 1 Lord DeSanimo. Behind the Storm at 41. And 26 Magic Pharaoh. Well, it's not often I say this, but dollar-wise, Zagalo is the best-backed runner or most popular runner dollar-wise today, and it's a pimple uh, behind Akasawa overall. Um, but we've, we've kept it pretty solid, 17, 18, now 16 for Zagalo. And Zagalo drawn gate number two. Looks one of the key map horses as well. Third up, it sat close to the speed all throughout its career. She got a beautiful run in transit. Does rematch cross from the wide gate once again? Nash Willer gave it a beautiful ride there at... Apologies, the Hungarian I'm looking at. Yeah, Nash Willer gave it a beautiful ride when winning at the highway to Brad Davidson's crying of tears, wasn't it, last start at Newcastle. Strobing should roll forward alongside Simply Extravagant. Invincible Dash should get a good run alongside Akasawa. Big question mark on Eaglemont. How close does he land from gate number 12? If Nash can get him right into a beautiful run in transit, it's going to be very hard to beat, but there's a chance he could get shuffled right back. Well, obviously when the form comes from all over the, the state, you can, it's, it's a matter of just opinion where you work out. Um, I've gone 17, 1, 4 and 8. Gee, Brett Robb's done a good job with this mare. She come from the McAvoy, Tony McAvoy and Calvin McAvoy stable. Um, only had the first start for Brett back in August. It ran third at Narromine over 1,200 after covering ground. Then it won at Dubbo, won at Dubbo, won at Canamble. Um, I'm trying to think. Kuna Barabrant and then won at Warren last time out. She just keeps putting her head out. And the more you look at her, the way she relaxes, you think, wow, she'll relish 2,000 metres. I think she deserves a, a run here. Clayton Gallagher's come to town today to ride her and I'm prepared to stay with her I've been against her a couple of times but the more she's convinced me now that she finds her own luck and the good thing is when she gets challenged she seems to be able to find 2,000 metres she'll roll forward and she'll find a spot in the first couple one Akazawa well you look at this form you say 11 of 20 it was in the big dance different like 7,000 different grades at this race um, and a few things went against him he's gone back to the trials and trial good and he gets a soft barrier he might be the one that they, 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 they truck load today. He looks to get the right run. Um, number 14, I think I put in for... Uh, no, I didn't. Where I go? 17-1, I put four. Of course, National Willis Mount, Eagle Mont. Three weeks between runs. It comes out of that little dance behind Spangler. And the win at Eagle Farm before that was terrific. He just monsters them. I don't, I don't think he'll go forward, Brody. I think he'll, he'll just take hold, Nash, and try and find a spot, say, three quarters of the way back with a little bit of cover. And if he finds that spot there... He's going to be uh, strong late. An eight rematch, I don't know where it gets to. If it goes forward, I'd be surprised. I, I think they might try and take their medicine and try and find a spot. But I think 17 is great value. The one's the danger. 17, one, four, eight. Very similar numbers for me. 4, 1, 13, 17. I do agree with Richie. Hopefully Nash Willer. You can just land a couple of pairs back midfield off the fence. And if he does that aboard Eaglemont, I think he's very, very hard to beat. That run behind Spangler was terrific. Charging from the rear of the field. I think that was in the little dance. And before that, carried the 61 kilograms to defeat Titanium. He's a son of Camelot. He suggests the 2,000 metres won't be a worry. He's had five starts for two minor placings over the trip, but I think this horse is going extremely well, and I think he's going to be very, very hard to beat. Interesting to see what he does jump, because he is getting out late. Akasawa, I have as the key danger. I think these two are just the clear class horses in the race. Yes, they have to carry the weight, but class will take them a very long way. It was terrific late in the big dance behind Attractable was Akasawa. I think 2,000 metres, this horse has been looking out for it, but carrying 62 kilograms over the trip is the one major query I do have. 13 is a gala. Good As Hurls mentioned, very well backed. I think this horse is a fantastic each-way play. That was a little bit of a tricky run race behind Brinner there at Canterbury. A couple of very unlucky runners behind. Before that, worked home well behind Socrates. 
on the 7th of November there, Melbourne Cup Big Dance Day. Last preparation has some fairly nice form lines against some very consistent Metropolitan stayers. So Zagallo ticks a lot of boxes and gets that man, young gun Dylan Gibbons, aboard from gate number two. And I won't touch on it too much because Richie's given it a very good push, his on-top selection. Simply extravagant. What Rob has done with this mare has been terrific. She just continues to win, not by big margins, but she gets the job done. And there's one connection uh, group I've been picking up on the last few weeks, riding extremely well. I think it's young Madeline Owen takes off three combines. I think it's Richie might be able to help out a little bit more. Is it a mother that trains? And these two have been reeling in winners all over the state, haven't they, Richie? They had a lot of, I remember the day they won at Warwick Farm with one up on the inside at, at Big Odds. The last month, or the last three months, as you say, Madeline Owen, she's always had the ability. You just you take that next step and you've got to grab it with both hands. She's riding super, Madeline Owen. I don't, I don't mind putting my cash down. Absolutely, Rich. Um, which uh, that's uh, a look at race number six. Uh, Darren Flindell, four, one, ten, seventeen, with his numbers four on top. Grose Hill preview up to race number seven with our preview, and uh, this is the Festival Stakes over fifteen hundred metres. Talk us through the market, Hills. Yeah, it's a good race too. And we'll just look at the scratchings first. And Delana, twelve by eleven, two cents for the win. Ruba Moss, Jamboree, zero. Chase my crown, zero. Two cents for the win. Love Tap, acquitted, six by seven, and Glint of Silver. Four by four, rustic steel, been very popular all week. Six dollars we went up, four sixty now four forty this morning makes it favourite. Banju thirty one sixteen Zazran, we went up twenty six for it. Uh five fifty fine point Pearson thirteen, seven fifty Felix Majestic. Military Expert, 13. 51, Superium. Williamsburg, we went up $26 for it. It's now an $8 chance. 440, Grabini, joint favourite now uh, with Rustic Steel. And then we've got Tazarel. It's a $14 chance. Yeah, it's been very popular, Rustic Steel, uh, all week. I don't think anyone missed its run behind Coal Crusher at Newcastle a couple of weeks ago. Uh, not necessarily off the back of money, but, uh, yeah, Williamsburg, early support for it as well. All right, um, Brody uh, Nixon will provide that speed map for us, bro. It uh, looks like Felix Majestic, Fierce, and those type of horses kick up all all the pace drawn toward the inside here. Yeah, spot on, Luke. All the pace drawn there towards the inside with Felix Majestic and Fearson. Now, Five Point, she'll get a beautiful run in transit for the Chris Waller team. She had no luck behind Roots last start, but she maps to get a beautiful run under Reggie Bayless there. Rustic Steel, how he's gotten right back throughout his campaign, should land a lot closer. The equal favourite this afternoon, Daz Run and Military Expert. Now, Military Expert sat right on speed behind the tearaway leader, Cole Crusher, in the Hunter. How far forward does the Annabelle Nation train galloper get, but Fearless, Majestic and Fearson look the logical leaders on paper. Yeah, I, I just wonder with Fearless, Majestic just being a bit suspect at the four, at the 15, whether they bounce and take a hold and therefore Fearson rolls and leads. I think that might be the case, but that'll be up to the boys. I think military experts got to roll forward. And the interesting runner for me is I wouldn't be surprised if Dazran said, right, I'm going straight to the front, Timmy Clark on board, uh, and it rolls. I'd be surprised if this starts with any better than a you know a low three number in front of it, rustic steel. There's just good speed, good barriers. Run was very good. I think it's the right race coming out of the Hunter. The Sting out of the track's ideal. The 1500's ideal. I know that you're going to see the best of him perhaps in seven days' time. But comparing this festival stakes to what we're going to see in seven days' time in the Ingham, It'd be like comparing, you know, Brody to Usain Bolt in athletics. This is, without being disrespectful, this is five grades below what we're going to see in seven days' time. It's going to be a hot race to Ingham. But I think Rustic still will get away with this and bounce into the Ingham. I've got Gabini's second pick, and I know that it's an improvement. My old man used to always say, you only get one or two chances to back horses going through the grades. But, like, you look at that Golden Cup, and you think, is that strong enough? Yes, I know he, he was slow away. But he got into a nice spot easy. Another one who ran third come out was good. I think it was the Wodonga Cup, was it, down on the border there? Um, Pearson. I just think it's only got to give it four and a half kilos, Rustic Steel. Geez, I think Rustic Steel's well well placed in the race. And Grabini's second pick for me, yet I don't really want to back it. 14 Williamsburg, just a tricky gate for this fellow. If he strikes his best, he's got some good form. You go back to the Shannon back in early uh, mid-September. Like, that form's far better than this. So, He's one of the big players, and the sting out of the track's ideal for him. And I know Fine Point is a great chance, and 
the biggest bonus for her is she gets barrier one. I'm just really worried about that, the hot Danish. Royal Merchant was beaten out of sight again. Roots, whether it didn't travel to Perth or not, and I know Fine Point covered ground, but I got a big worry out of it. But that said, I think the the feature race today falls off a cliff after the top one. Two a good thing, 17-14-5. That's the first time I've been mentioned in the same sentence as Usain Bolt, and I don't think it'll happen again, Richie, so I'll take it. 2 17 14, 5. I'm not going to reiterate too much because Richie's just tipped off everything I'm going to say as well. Asterisks next to Rustic Steel. You can probably add two or three more asterisks. I think he's just about extremely hard to beat. It almost looks a good thing on paper. Rustic Steel gets Sam Clipperton third up for Chris Lees. Had about a month in between runs between that Sydney Stakes and the Hunter. Now gets up to the 1,500 metres. Rose Hill should suit him down to the ground, especially from that good gate. Should posse up nice and handy. His one run here at the track was behind Kiku, Group 2 level. And as Richie mentioned, he's gone from the Olympics to running around me, around the Chatswood Cricket Oval. Gravini in for second. He's an emerging horse, however... Big question mark through that last start. He was brave. He was good. He's going to improve again third up. But I don't. You look at the like, likes of Knight's Choice, who wasn't. Who was good, but not overly competitive in those races through the last couple of months here in Sydney. And Rustic Steel comes through the genuine A grade. So when you're taking the same quote, there's a slight weight swing, but not enough to be taking that same quote for Grabini, in my humble opinion. 14, Williamsburg. I think this horse is going really well for the Ryan Alexiou team. He's still an entire. He's won four times. He's yet to put it all together since winning there at Randwick in a heavy condition as a three-year-old. Yes, defeating Communist, but he's been racing consistently without getting the job done. If you got the $26 upon opening, well done. But I think he's well under the odds now at the $8 quote. And the five fine point, as Richie did mention, racing well. Good last start when wide, but huge question marks against the Mares. You're getting $4.40 for the best horse in the race. Good draw, flying stable, and a very good jockey. You take that every day of the week. Absolutely, mate. Uh, two seventeen five and 7 for Darren Flindell, race 7 on the program. Race 8 at Rose Hill this afternoon will be the Starlight Stakes over 1,100 metres. Yeah, interesting betting race on a number of fronts, particularly the prices we went up for some of these um, runners because it's flipped and flopped. We've got uh, no scratching, so true fluctuations also. Malkovich went up 460 Wednesday. It's now a $3 chance and favourite. Dragonstone went up $6. It's 420. 460, 480, back to 460. Quick tempo, very, very solid. Fox Fighter, 15 out to 19. Two hundred and fifty-one dollars for Power Bank. Conscript went up four sixty. It's out to six fifty on the lead. Thirteen. Sneaking Page went up four sixty. It's out to seven fifty. Seventy-one meritable and one destiny at seventy-one dollars. So as I said, the fluctuations a little bit uh, wild there, but they're starting to hone in. Uh, particularly, well, the top three in uh, race book order: Malkovich, Dragonstone, and Quick Tempo. He was scratched from last week's race, Malkovich. He certainly is going to be one of the leading key speed contenders here from gate number seven under Rachel King. More if not, he leads his races and he's going to be rolling right forward from that centre gate. Sneaky Page and Meritable likely kick up from the inside. One destiny. Not too sure how close that horse will land on the speed. Racing and sports have him landing up nice and handy from gate number two. Conscript's the interesting horse as well. How close does it get from the tricky gate? You suspect quick tempo, Dragonstone, and on the lead to settle towards the back of the field, as they often do. Well, as Earl said, this has been quite easy in the betting. Pardon me, I'm getting keener on it. Um, I've gone Conscript on top, and I'll tell you why. He comes here fresh, goes well fresh. He's won five of his eight starts at the 1,100. He's won here at his home track, and I think the bonus for him is that I think Malkovich will cross. And if Malkovich crosses the inside, that takes away the others on the inside. I'm not worried about them. And Conscript's only drawn at one spare barrier outside of Malkovich, and it should come across and sit outside it. You go back through when it met Dragonstone, which was back in the June stage. They met on equal terms. It gets two kilos off it today. It started a heavily backed about $3.30 favourite Conscript. Um, missed the start, did a stack of work, then got held up. And I know it only finished about a length and a half behind it that day. So I've got it on top of Dragonstone. It'll probably go back. And yet there's already two and a half points difference in their price. And then you go back through Dragonstone's form and you find all the good horses behind it, the Bonnet Notchuk, Argentina, I and me. So I think Conscript rolls forward. And if it gets up on top of the speed outside Malkovich early, 
attitude. I think it'll take some beating. And the sting out of the track, four from six on soft ground. And if you happen to get the shower that um, I heard them talking about throughout the afternoon, Marlo. Yeah, mate. Heavy track, even have a bit more on. Six conscript, hard to beat one Malkovich who will just jump, run. I think that's the best way to ride him. If you try and ride him pretty, you'll finish up doing your money. He's a speed horse. He's gone that in the trial and does that. Two Dragonstone goes back last shot at them in quick tempo, who was good the other, good at Ramrick winning when it beat Iona Merck, was good the other day at Kembla. It'll get the stuck run back in behind them as well. But I like on script. Six, one, two, three. I'm against the betting drift. Three, two, one, six for me. Quick tempo on top. I like it and Dragonstone last week. I like them both this week, however. Not overly confident with their racing patterns, and I think Dragonstone's going to struggle to get past Quiz Kempo if it's spotting at a length or two at the turn. I do admit Malkovich is going to be hard to catch as always, and he's been well backed in early markets. Just getting out slightly now in conscript. I was standing next to Luke Marlowe when he powered past Bizarro. Last preparation at Randwick was impressive, and Richie's quite bullish on that horse as well, so you do have to respect. 3 2 1 6 for me. I was sad, wasn't I, when he went past? I think Alicia was on Bizarro, wasn't mm, she? Yeah, I was. I backed it as well, so I was flat as a biscuit. Uh, sneaky page for Darren. It's a good thing. Eight, one, two, and three. Race eight as we go to the ninth hurls, and this is the Christmas Cup. And Pesto's the only scratching three by two. We've got Skylab up the top. It's favourite and it's been well backed all week. We went up six dollars, didn't last long. It's now into three ninety. Serpentine's gone the other way, four sixty out to six dollars. Eight fifty Stockman. Torrens, ten dollars out from eight on Wednesday. Cucaracha twelve. Harry Sound eleven. Sixteen Dark Dream. Angelus nine fifty. Little Mix six dollars. In from eleven dollars. So there's been support there. Dreamflight one hundred and twenty six. And I'm a dirty rascal at eleven dollars. I was doing the form for this race. I reckon you could run it ten times and get ten different results. Yeah, same as Hurls. This is a tricky little event. In regards to the speed map, Serpentine under Adam Hieronymus. You expect to be going straight to the front for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Dark Dream, the old Queensland derby winner back in Australia following a few runs in Hong Kong and Victoria, likely rolled forward alongside Andalus. And further towards the inside, Dreamflight, Cucaracha, Candland, a little bit handier. Skylab's drawn well to stalk the speed a couple of pairs back, but you suspect they'll find their positions and roll along. You boys are kidding, aren't you? Just bet. Uh, one, two, nine, and eight. I'm keen on Skylab here. I think he's been building towards this. The perfect barrier, the sting out of the track, mile and a half, Perry Stable flying, $6 only a three cent deduction, outstanding work hurls. Um, I thought the run at the Beaufort was good on a, on a, on a, a firm track. Now gets preferred um, surface with the sting out of it. I think he stalks the speed and he won't be a fitter horse. Two Serpentine, I honestly tossed and turned. And it takes me a while to toss and turn. Um, to what do with this fellow? I hate afterthoughts and running in a Melbourne Cup now coming back up. But I watched the race before the Bark Cummings and I thought to myself, geez, you're right in the mix here. He rolls forward. I imagine he rolls forward and tries to make it a, a genuine test. Serpentine. Then you go all the way down to number nine. Little Mix, who's low flying. Fanabel Nation. The wind was terrific uh, at Flemington over the carnival. I think it was Oaks Day when it beat uh, Rebadge on that occasion. The win at um, Eagle Farm has done some travelling. That's the only query I've got, that she's been up and about Sydney to Brisbane to Melbourne, back to Sydney. And number eight, Andalus, just put a line through that run in the boat that last time out. It half blew the start, got a mile back, and had to come wide. Forget about it. It'll be a lot closer today, number eight, Angelus. But I'm pretty keen on the Newcastle horse. One Skylab, one, two, nine, eight. Sounds like the Christmas Cup going to pay him for a few Christmas presents there, Richie. You have much more confidence than I do. 12135. I've got Little Rascal on top. I'm a dirty rascal down the bottom there, Tim Clark. I thought it was fantastic late at Newcastle behind Wineglass Bay, who's been a respective stayer on the up. He's lightly raced, just the 13 starts. Look back a couple of preparations ago. Defeated two lengths behind Luna Flair in Group 3 level over the 2,500 metres. He'll stay all day. Whether or not he needs one more is the one question. But as Richie mentioned, Skylab, if you do like the Paul Perry Galloper, as Richie does... You certainly can bet with confidence. He's got his hoof on the till, and there's more question marks on everything else in the race. Stockman, big question marks on how he's going. Yes, he faced a firm track at Newcastle. He should enjoy the sting out of the ground. There's a couple of times winner here at Rose Hill. And Kukaracha, good draw, good jockey. Chris Waller, you have to respect after being defeated by Muramasa, who's going to go around in the Zipping Classic this afternoon as a likely favourite. 12-1-3-5, I'm a dirty rascal on top.
2, 1, 12, 4 for Darren Flindell with his numbers in race number nine. He's with Serpentine as we go to the last hurls over 1,100. And Le- uh, Legio 10 is our favourite. Uh, this has gone skewy on me here. I'm just going to have to do this in market order. Uh, Legio 10, $5.50 to $5.50 for Smashing Eagle. Dollar Magic, a $6 chance. Salasano, $9.50 into $8 this morning, looking for four on the bounce. Sevenac, $10 into $8.50. $9.50 to $8.50 billion baby. $11 Resilium. Conrad, 13. Valency is a $14 chance. 23 for outreach to Hen- Henry. Esperito, 26. 41. Liberty Sun. Now, deductions there. Emperor, scratched again. 10 by 10. 3 by 3 for Border Control. Port Albert, 6 by 7. 3 by 3, Sonora. And Ringarossa, 3 by 2. Well, as you can see, it's a very wide open market to finish off the card. Uh, but Legio 10 has been the most popular since the market opened. I know one man in our studio is pretty keen on it, uh, Luke Marlow, but I'm sure he can touch on that soon. Legio 10 from Gate 10. Question mark on when he lands. He might settle towards the rear of the field alongside the likes of Rosillion and Smashing Eagle. Salisano drawn wide. Has had a couple of beautiful running transit. Do they try their hand from the wide gate and try to find a position forward? Esperito, Dollar Magic and Valency can all land handy. Billion Dollar Baby is the one horse of the map who's really impacted from Gate number 11. Could be cast three wide. Yeah, the last race I've gone 9, 12, 5 and 8. I've got Smashing Eagle on top. The problem is that you, you control, your destiny is controlled by so many others that you, he's got to go back. He's got to then find a way through. I think there's enough speed here, as Brody just said, for him to sit back, find a gap and then charge home. He's run a month ago behind Way to the Stars, was outstanding. Way to the Stars dominated from the front. But you are a victim uh, if you find if he finds trouble. I've got him on top, smashing you. He's just going to need a lot of luck from there. Twelve dollar magic. Well, she won't need any luck. She's tough. She's honest. She'll roll forward and with only fifty six. And if she can either lead or dominate, I'd imagine she might have a little bit of pressure. That's the worry. And she has run. Look at it. You look at the stats. Fourteen goes. She's been in the placings eleven times. Seven seconds. I've got her on uh, as the danger second pick. The third billion dollar baby, another one that's drawn awkwardly, billion dollar baby, but the trials were super. But she's just got to try and find a spot somewhere thereabouts. And number eight, Legio 10, Marlowe's trying to tell me. Nice couple of nice, quiet trials getting ready. I just don't know where he gets to. I think he goes back, and that's the worry. Nine, twelve, five, eight. Five nine eight one for me, billion dollar baby, as I've mentioned with the map and Richie's highlighted as well. She might be cast from barrier number eleven, but her trials this preparation have been terrific. She bounces off that Queensland winter carnival that have seen so many horses jump to success in the last few months as they often do springboard out of that Brisbane winter. I think she's going really well and Jet Stanley takes off too aboard the daughter of I Am Invincible. In for second the nine smashing eagle. This is the sort of race he's going to bob up in. He's got superior form lines in the last few months compared to everything else in the race, but you certainly are. If you continue to back these horses, you will lose, but today might be the day with his racing pattern. The eight in for third, Legio 10, I do admit, he's the one horse that can jump out of the ground and put a gap in them easily if he does run up to what his upside does suggest. Guess that man, Nash Willer, aboard for the Blue Army. And the top weight in for fourth, Conrad. I think he's going quite well. Kim Moore stables airborne, as is the hippo on top as well. 5981. And for Darren, in the last, 985 and 3 with his numbers. He's gone 9 on top there in race number 10. Brody Nixon, what's your best for Rose Hill? Race one, horse number three, Traffic Warden, looking to get the money nice and early with a Godolphin Colt on debut. I think he's one with plenty of upside and the scratchings do help his case. And then race number seven, the feature, Rustic Steel. I'm going to let Richie speak about that because he's t- summed it up perfectly. Looks an easy bet each way all day. Go for it, Richie. What's your best? I think the best value is clearly race two, number eight, California Grass. Gets any luck from that gate, I think she's too good for them. And then the best bets of the day, race seven, number two, Rustic Steel, and I think Shadows of Love and Skylab. But I'm keen California Grass, Luke, is the value of the day. And um, Zach Lloyd on board, I think she might just be a grade above these as she progresses in these staying ranks. Boys, I thank you. That has been the Rose Hill Preview.